All right, it's officially the room dividers, obviously on a day that even the, I don't even, he's not even room divider, David Tidiel, he is the chairman of Black Leopards, has been banned from all football for at least a year. There's a potential of being fined a million rand for what he said, and we all know what he said, and what he said was wrong. But I, I can think of gazillion other people who are in football and who run football and who should be also banned from football. I think we were listening to a story just now about something like that. Or at least to have a hearing. I just think there's so much unfairness within the sporting fraternity as well. We got a full house today. And whenever we are visited by Spoom, Chigeli, so rugby analyst, we know that uh, things are about to get hot. Tanda Manana, good evening. Good evening, Robbie. Good evening to Chawe, uh, Peter de Villiers, as, uh, as well as the listeners, 2000. Peter de Villiers, good evening. Good evening, Robert, and the big man, Mr. Manana. I saw your team last night. And, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, next guest, uh, you didn't get your name. So, um, yeah, good to be with you guys. And then all the listeners, I hope there's going to be such a great show as it were last week. Without a doubt, Peter, the, the next guest is somebody who is the man who authored Tando Manana's book and who, when you want to write your follow-up book, is ready and able uh, to be there. His name is Spoom Chigeliso. He's a rugby analyst and he's here in studio. Good evening, Spoom. Evening, Tarob. Thanks for having me in studio this time around. Beautiful stuff. You've been writing great stuff, as Tando was saying. But we want to quickly backtrack to last week, though, because it was quite heated. Uh, it, it had centered around Gavin Rich. It had to do with what was happening within uh, rugby down in the, in the Western Cape. Mr. Banana, a couple of things. You would have spoken to Paul True, had a conversation with him or another. What, what are we correcting here today? Rob, I think what's important, I think what the listeners uh, need to know is there were quite some allegations uh, made against Paul True. In fact, I was listening to Gavin Rich today. He was on uh, Cape Talk. Uh, someone just sent me again where he's reiterating uh, what he said. And uh, and here you can quite see, Rob, where, uh, you know, the ship is is moving towards. Remember, Western Province is owned 100% by the club. It's the only franchise in South Africa that is still owned by a union whole out. It's not on at the Bulls. It's not on at the Lions. Obviously, it's not on at the Sharks. So one could see where everything is tilting. The first accusation was that uh, he said Paul True was dismissed by Saru. Now, luckily enough, Rob, you've got enough time to go. And just to make sure if whatever he said, because he said these allegations. But for me, the, the what came out within the week of just making sure and just going back was to make sure that first and foremost, uh, Paul's true uh, contract uh, at the time had come to an end uh, and was not extended. Instead, Rob, if you remember, uh, Rasi Rasmus was still at Saru, who was also heading the Moby unit. If people were to remember the Moby unit, uh, it had people like Peter de Villiers, not the one in studio, but the French. It also had Louis Kuhn. It had Chandru. So it had all these uh, consultancy base, which uh, uh, Yuri Ru and, and, then, and Rasi Rasmus then offered him a different position in order to retain his services. So that is what is paramount here, Robert. Mm. He declined that offer. Robert Marau. He declined the offer after uh, his um, his contract had ended with the Sevens. He declined it, and then what did he do? He took an offer to the Kenya Sevens team. Right. If one then collects once again, Gavin Rich then on his second statement says, even in Kenya, uh, there he was dismissed by the Kenya Rugby Football Club. Once again, Robert, 
pure utterly lies from the man himself uh, similarly Robert uh, he was not dismissed in that position but this is what happened in 2015 he was offered with Stormer's job which he accepted and he resigned in order to fulfill that role at the Stormer so those are two stories uh, that he had said and lastly he also uh, went in uh, in terms of his credibility as a defense coach uh, with 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 uh, with uh, with the Stormer side, Western Province. He came in in the middle of the season. Curry Cup was about to begin. He was then the defense coach for the Curry Cup in 2015. Mm. Interesting stats, Rob, because we read the Bible of rugby. We look at what the facts and what the stats are. The team that he was defense coach, which is Western Province, was the second best defense team in the league mm, the team mm, considered mm, the mm, second least number mm. of tries after the blue bulls so this is someone that he said he was very poor also as a defense coach <laughs> secondly robert Maral, mm, in mm. 2016 right it marked his first season as a defense coach for the stormers in 2016 the stormers was the best team in super rugby jointly conceding the least try with the highlanders now we were fed a bunch of lies, Robert Marrow, by someone who is intent uh, to go on all these radio platforms because what is coming out of the whole saga, you can actually see that guys from the Remgro mm. uh, group want to have a stake, whatever comes uh, in their way. They so desperately want to be the Altman uh, of this world. They want to be the super sport of this world. They, you, you, so they've already got 50% at the Bulls and how better if they were to able to get 50 or 51 with the, with the Western province. And that's the word amateur and that's the one that now all of a sudden he's changed his tune and saying Paul True is being used as a pawn by the, the administrators. Yet a week ago on this show he said this Paul True was very poor or has a very poor defense uh, record. This Paul True was dismissed in Kenya, which is not true. And also he was dismissed at Saru, which was also not true, Robert Marau. And those for me is what I wanted to bring up to the table so that the listeners, Robert Marau, it's very important because this is the only rugby radio show in the country. Now, we cannot tarnish that. At all costs, we cannot tarnish that. This show, Robert Marawa, is not meant for any person. It is meant for people who love the game, who are interested in the game, but to make sure that we hold people accountable, Robert Marawa, by exposing them. And that's what for me is very important, is that in South Africa, we have people that are hiding behind sofas, Robert Marawa. But what is important, we need people to come out so that we can share. We can also use this platform, Robert Marawa. You look at the SP Maria. He came to the show, Robert Marawa. We, have, we, we don't base... Uh, stories or incidents based on color, uh, race, or anything. He came to the show, Robert Marau. He expressed, he outpoured uh, his heart. L Ricardo Lobsha, and can I say something? Mm. Ricardo Lobsha mm. is the assistant coach of the Sharks for Super Rugby this year. Mm. He was on the show, Robert, coaching under 14 in Pretoria, a high school, private high school. Espy Marie, once he got a call, we called him, he, he poured his heart out, he got a contract from the Bulls. Western Province immediately signed him a season. He's still playing Super Rugby. So that is why, Robert Marao, we need to have a credible show week in, week out. Let's let's quickly play this here because I think it is important just to refresh. Not everyone might have been listening uh, last week and, and we do have a full house. So, Mr. Manana, we're going to keep our scissors sharp here. Uh, when, when you talk too much, we will cut you off. The tabs will be closed. Yeah, the tabs okay, will be closed. All right, let's, let's play this back from last week. 
All sorts of rugby followers were greeted with the news of the unhappiness within the Stormers' ranks. Rugby writer Gavin Rich. This is nothing against Paul. I don't have a problem with Paul at all. In fact, I've always got on quite well with Paul. But, you know, I've just been reporting what the players what the players have told me. And, you know, and not just the players. Obviously, I'm, I'm talking about player agents. I'm talking about some of the coaches. And, you know, one of the things that's irritated me, there's this big sort of perception that, that, it, that it's all about race. Well, I want to ask the people who, who, who have so much to say on social media if they've spoken to Hanyani Shamongi, to Rita Shlongweni, and to Jerome Pavart about their attitudes to, 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 to uh, Paul True. It's, it's certainly not, not, not racial bound, race bound. And I just want to figure out what is it? What is the gripe? What do they have against him? What has he said? Why don't they want him? Okay, well, I think I think I said it just now. I said that was the, the breakdown of trust. You know, the sponsors will, will apply pressure behind the scenes. The minute it goes public, they're not going to be want to be seen to be applying that pressure because obviously that's a PR disaster. So, so it wasn't surprising that, uh, that, that, that you know some of the sponsors came out and they, they denied that they were that they were applying pressure. He wasn't a good defence coach. He was. People forget this, but he was actually sacked by SA Rugby when he was the Springbok Sevens coach. He was also sacked by, by Kenya, and there were reasons why, why he was sacked. I mean, I never spoke to the people in Kenya, but certainly Rafi Erasmus, um, back in the day, you know, t- told me some some stories of why he was sacked at 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 um, at at, at, Western, at, um, at, the, at the Springbok Sevens from the Springbok Sevens setup. Mm. And you know, that, that's really is. I don't have I don't have anything against Paul personally. And, you know, having spoken to various coaches who've been involved with the Stormers over the years, from Alistair onwards, there haven't been too many of them that have actually really rated Paul. I mean, that, that's really the bottom line. The players don't really rate Paul, and neither do the, and, and neither do the coaches. And, and when that is the case, you know, it's, it's a, rugby's not an empirical science. It's, it's, it's not something where it's like there's a, a right or a wrong. But it's not just the white coaches. If you speak to the, 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 the black coaches at the union, they'll, they'll probably tell you the same story that, that I am now. It's, it's uh, you know, he's... And, and he hasn't made himself liked by the way he's behaved. In the, and there's also a perception, sorry, that he is using the media against Western Province a lot. And there have been times where, where it's been found, you know, where he's almost been set up by the people in the Western Province system where they've given him the information that, that they've given nobody else. And then suddenly it's, it's ended up in like the report newspaper at the weekend. So they know, they know, and I'm talking about the chief honchos at, at, at the Stormers, they know that he's, that, he's, that he's going to the media and feeding them stuff. And that doesn't make you popular in a rugby environment. They are moving forward now and looking at the future and the composition of the team next year, at the, of the management team next year, at the request of the players. And the players who are concerned that, that Paul might end up being in a high position at the union. The central point of the story is that there's an issue that they have with Paul True and they wanted it addressed and they met, they met with Delt Marais and with, um, with 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 uh, the, the CEO Paul Zex, but the, the big concern really, and this is from the coaches and from the players, is that is that with, with not knowing what's going to happen next year, um, there's going to be a lot of exodus of players because they're 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 afraid of you know working under I mean, they might end up working under Paul or whatever because people are now sort of having just uh, signed contracts. Um, there's quite a few. I'm not going to mention. I, I can't remember. I think it's like something like 30 players that come off contract. Um, by the end of this year.
All right, obviously the points that we, we were discussing them, and, and it's so vital because those are the points and the pointers that uh, Manana was just highlighting, though, uh, saying that, you know, Paul True was not dismissed by South African rugby. Uh, you know, his contract had come to an end and it was not extended. Instead, Rusty Rasmus and uh, Yuri Ru offered him a different position in order to uh, retain the services. He declined that offer and he was not dismissed by Kenya. In 2015, he was offered a position with the Stormers, which he accepted, and, uh, you know, he resigned from Kenya in order to fulfill the role at the Stormers. The poor defensive record. And I know Spoo was here. He was, he was in agreement uh, with what was being said. Mm-hmm. And l- let me pick up, though, with you, Peter de Villiers, because you've been a victim of exactly the same thing, this negativity, the, the, this run up against, here's a Springbok coach, successful in terms of the results. But, yeah, let's give him a bit of that treatment. And that's exactly what's happening right now with Paul True. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, Tandu, Tandu, Tandu Manana has, has already said this whole thing a lot. Um, I respect him for the, for the way he, he conducted himself. Um, he never let any stone unturn and, and, and fiery, fiery, uh, uh, arrows he did, he did, um, aim to, to, to those perpetrators, you know, in this game. Um, there's a law that's been written, unwritten law, sorry, that, the culture of the game, and I don't understand what the culture of the game should be, but the culture of the game will be remain as it were in the apartheid years. That is an unwritten law, and 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 a lot of things has been built around that. So whenever you challenge people, you will never win the argument because the unwritten law, uh, they know that they are upheld. When when I in two thousand and five uh, selected the 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 team who won the World Cup uh, under 21 uh, in Argentina, when I selected nine players in the starting lineup, the manager of that team then uh, were advised from South Africa, stop that team immediately. Because what are we going to do if that team win? And um, and uh, he came to me and he said to me, uh, what are you going to do when the team loses? You're going to be out of SA rugby and all this kind of nonsense. So I said, what, what are you going to do when the team win? Uh, so they don't want to, but what's very significant in this whole discussions for weeks at end now, there's two names that comes up all the time. The one is Yuri Ru and the other one is Rasi Erasmus. And, 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 and I don't know, I don't know, I can't hear what is not being said, but somewhere somebody is holding a gun and I don't know who that person is, but these, these two names is, is, is behind everything is behind the subtle way of, of excluding coaches, um, get them out of the system. And and the divide and rule principle is coming to the fore more and more and more um, because what they do is they offer me a great job so that I can pay my, 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 my debts and all those kind of things um, to the detriment and the cost of a guy like Manana who's actually 10 times better than me, but he's a vocal guy. The one thing about Paul True that I can say is that he's not a party animal. He's very principled. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't go out with players and all those kind of things. And that is a kind of trait that I also had to a, to a certain extent. So, so maybe, I don't know, I don't know, really don't know what, 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 what's happening there. Now, player agents is talking to, to, to Gavin Rich. Player agents has also been, been defined as, 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 as white people, you know, because it's too, it's too expensive for any other guys to, to get there. And, 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 and if you look at how they, they actually, how they actually, uh, uh, operating is, is, is they putting doubt out there. 
Um, if you look at what what what, what Tanda said last week to, to to him, Tanda said to him that you must understand one thing: were you there? Mm-hmm. Did you? And he couldn't answer that question. And when it was put to him that Sia wasn't there, you could see that the target is not at one area. It's not Paul True. Paul True is the one one area where you will distract our minds. But Sia, look to me, is actually the target here, because if we can discredit Sia as much before the season start. We can add playing form. We can add all those kind of things. And then whenever he's not the captain or not been played at the World Cup, it is justified because of all the stories in our minds already, you know. Mm. So I, I don't know. I, I can't see really what I, what I, what, what the whole thing behind it is. But what I do know is that it's an old movie. It's only new actors. And it's playing itself over and over again. And that is why it was so brilliantly captured as well. I read the article, South African Rugby's uh, Black Bolt Coaches, Musisum Chigeli, so is here, rugby analyst. And, I mean, a brilliant article because it not only just captured uh, what you wrote primarily about Usino Kanto as well, uh, the Cheetahs uh, skills backline Mm. coach, uh, well, former is what we, we, we call it right now. Good to see you, man. Welcome and congratulations on all the nuptials and everything. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, I feel like it's one of those things um, where everyone says Happy New Year every time they see you. So it's like, congratulations, everyone, every time someone sees me. On, record, yeah. on record, on record. It's yeah. a brilliant yeah. article just to chip in here. Thanks, yeah. Coach. I mean, what motivated it, though? Because as, as we talk about it, it's a rugby World Cup year, yeah, yeah. and and it's becoming clearer every day that it is a rugby World Cup year. We dealt with what we dealt with with Kevin Rich last week, and we put it on record. And I even said it mm. that uh, Sia Colisi was nowhere near any of those meetings on that Sunday, and that has not been disputed. So that is the fact, despite whatever was yeah, written. That yeah. is the fact. And now here, it just looks like there's a blacklisting of SA Rugby black coaches. Black coaches. It's systematic. It's subtle. You almost don't see it, but it's there. Mm. You know, what What? What really captured me was, I, I'm home in December. I'm, I'm in the Eastern Cape. Um, I was going to interview a guy called Jerry Ngolo, who had to quit cricket at 27 years old yeah, as a black batsman because he wasn't getting chances. And I get there, it's 35 degrees, sweltering heat in Alice. Um, and I'm here to interview this guy. And who do I see? None other than Sinokanto um, with three other promising young black players doing drills, running skills. And I'm like, Bafundin, it's December. It's almost Christmas. What's going on? What's going on? And he's like, this is what I do. Every December, I come home. I try to upskill all the boys um, from the area and, and, and others from, from the Eastern Cape. Mm. Goes to the beach, East London, of his own accord gives them uh, the, the skills that they can take back to their various unions. These are non-cheaters playing uh, 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 players. He's not personally contracted to them. Just to, potential. To just kids that he yeah. loves to see them succeed so that they can go back to the unions and fight for their places with better skills and, and, and not use their December and gain weight and, and be lethargic, you know, you get back, hey, Inyama, bro, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then you pack up the image. Too much commando. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Cleaning it up on the. Exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and as soon as the year turns, next thing, um, the, the, the guy is, is, is out of a job, which is incredible because he spent four years as a coach in that system and two years as a player there. Mm. His, his, his credentials are, are nailed on. So, and then I start to, to, to wonder whether this isn't a systematic thing going on in, in, the, in, in the sport and that we, the, the fight has just shifted from the playing field 
and and it's moved to the boardrooms and yeah. and the coaching booths because it's it's strange and i'm going to come to you in a second man it, it, yeah. it's strange again though because there's this perception that here we are and especially the the primary role that room dividers was brought forward too was to fight the right cause for the voiceless yeah. you know the you know black players black coaches black referees whatever it is and you and you look at it from where it stems now sure they're black players we mm. see them then there's a notion now that okay there's black players but there's no black coaches uh, how does that match up because surely if you've got the one in some mm. event in some form mm. shape or another They've got to end up coaching. They've got to end up doing what Sino was doing That's right. over the festive season, That's but right. on a bigger scale where it is more prominent and more lucrative. Also, who takes care of these black players when they go in there? I, I, I know in, in, in Sia Kodis' comments where he mentioned, you know, uh, uh, having the privilege, and it was a privilege to yeah. go to an elite school like, like he did. But can you count how many of Sia's peers leave the, the, the rugby field and actually go back to coach at these schools? Mpombiozo yeah. went to a Weinberg boys, now a, a qualified coach, but no job, nowhere to coach. And and, and they're plenty. Um I but, mean, but the, the the question is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start to be a little bit tough on you. Yeah. But why? Why is that? Why is a qualified black coach not good enough to be in a franchise? No, they they they're, they're seen as uh, black coaches are seen as um people that need their hands held. They're not trusted to form the identity of a union, mm-hmm. only purely because they're black. You, you you play the game, but the credit for your skills goes to the white coach that put your skills in you. It's not you, Robert Marau, as a rugby player. It's mm-hmm. you were coached by uh, X at Bulls. Sure. Um, and that's why your philosophy is, is credited to X, um, whoever the coach was um, that has to be white. Also, they say that in elite sports, you can't take a risk. You know, in, in, in super rugby, you can't take a risk. For me, the bigger risk is taking a Bote human who's at the Bulls right now, a 59-year-old that's mm. been coaching since the amateur era at Bulls and putting him in a, in, a, in a union that's trying to move forward. Yes, they lost Mitch in, in, in bad circumstances, right. got pushed by England, but you're looking to the future. You're trying to play a game plan that's going to catch us up with New Zealand and you're going to take someone from the bygone era if I can call it like that over Dion Davids who's actually coaching right now and is doing good work with no resources at all in in the Eastern Cape dragging that team by the bootstraps and we saw how well they've they've, they've been performing in 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 the last few weeks and and they those guys are getting paid a pittance the uh, Dion Davis has got very little to work with. Those guys are doing the absolute maximum, and yes. they've got the game plan to work with. And you're telling me you're not going to give a guy like that a chance, so that that position at the Kings can then be open for another black coach to come in and work his magic with those players, and and on and on the system goes. So once the only uh, uh, a guy that's in a high position, Dion Davis, who is black, is blocked right at the very top, what chances? A, a, a pure nomloma have you know what 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 chance does a Bevan Forte in southwestern districts have? What chance does a Paul True have if things don't work out for him at Western Province Rugby Union? And as it seems to be happening, there are right so now. many coaches out there yeah. that are going through. This so now, thing. why 15 days before the contract comes to an end for Osino is his right to extend no longer exercise and his contract is deemed? Thank you very much. It has been nice 
having you around for the past four years or so not only that it's 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 cheers it's we don't need you anymore it's um promises that were made that he's going to be part of the pro 14 setup um uh not made and not and not kept uh why 15 days? No one knows that sure. the, the, the teachers were given a chance to, to, to give their point of view. And they said they did extend uh, Sino's contract by two months. But <laughs> it, it, it doesn't appear as if that, that, that two months was a, okay, Rob, this is it. Mm. Two months after that, cheers, bye-bye. It's two months and then under the impression that you, you, you still have a job. And then you're going to start the year and start looking for a job when all the positions are filled and Super Rugby is starting and Pro 14 is still going on and, and this and that. You know, it really throws the guy into turmoil. And uh, you tell me, would that have been done to, to, to someone else no. of a different color? I, I don't know. I'm incredulous. No, it doesn't seem like uh, it will be 0605842250. That is the number there uh, where you can send us your WhatsApp voice notes. If you're listening to this very important conversation, uh, we are chatting. It is a room dividers, and we've got all the right voices here today. The issue of black coaches, it is an incredible article. Uh, we, he's got it. I mean, just remind us quickly of your Twitter handle, uh, Sbu, so that I know you've attached yeah. it there. I've retweeted it as well, so it is on my timeline. Yeah, it's, it's at Sbu underscore Mjikeli, so M-J-I-K-E-L-I-S-O, at Sbu underscore Mjikeli. With that said, Manana, let's yes, get sir. your voice in here. And, 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 and you now stand in a position where, as a rugby club president as a former Springbok black at that. In 2019, we have the Sino scenario and others, dot, mm. dot, dot. What direction is this giving us? What what are we reading into this? And, and I know we discussed the Spoom Chigilis article, you and I, and the depth in which it went to. What is it that you can offer us South Africans right now listening and I'll come to Peter as well, get his view, because he's exactly mm, the person mm, who was affected yeah. by this. You know. So from your side, Banana, let's pick up this conversation, especially around the article itself. Rob, what, what is important, I think, uh, is to, to know that you know, there, is, there, there should be a plan. And the purpose of this plan is obviously to establish a competitive and demographically representative system, which is guided by values of equal opportunity. Smu has just spoken about several of the coaches that don't get these opportunities, for example. The fairness, which for me, that's what I would want. And that's what I, I, I look forward to attaining and achieving. And also what's important is the behavior, the resource distribution of these uh, coaches that are there, the empowerment. Because, Robert Marau, if one then looks, and if I can take you, I will take you as far as, not the Eastern Province region, but take you to the border region, where I have a guy called Lumamba Kari. He's the University of Forte head coach. Mm. Tiger Mangweni. Mm. He's the border Bulldogs uh, head coach. Ukondani Kajwa. He's the Rhodes head coach. Uziniko Dumapi is the border sevens coach, Robert Marau. Mm. Those mm. highly qualified coaches with all the necessary equipment. Level three accredited by the is the border women's mm. coach Robert Marau. Mm-hmm. You've got to see Pometula, uh, which is the Wusu uh, University of of Transkai or University okay. then of Wusu, mm. uh, the head coach there, but is also the border amateur coach as well. Gijima is the assistant. Rob, that's just the the picture. They are there, and it's one province. If then I go and I say to you, you know, you, you've got coaches that were just booted out of the system very easily. Name them. David Manuel, 
you know he was let go he went on to uh, to to pack, to to, to text he was kicked out. Nolis Mare took his job within a season. Jewish Swarboy, he mm. was part mm. of the system. Where is he? He's yeah. at UJ, UJ, no longer needed. Mm. So mm. you've got to understand that. Where is Tim Julani? Now all of a sudden he's a property developer. Where is his first love and interest? It's in management of a rugby team and being a manager of a mm. team. At a stage, promised to be the SA Under-20 manager going forward because he already had attained. And also a lot of investment was given and put for a guy like Tim Julan. Another player, Denzel France, he was part of the Bulls, Purge, and also he was booted as well. What mm. happened? He went to Griquas. All of a sudden, he was also booted. Nowhere to be found. Was replaced by CJ Fandalinde. CJ Fandalinde couldn't stay for long. He had to leave, but he had cost a guy his job as well. Ricardo Lobsha, Etienne Finn, for example, who has been there, is the first guy in the Sharks province, Robert Marao, to have a level three. IRB level three. He's still in the system, but much like Kaiser, he spent mm. years in the Sharks youth setup, but he never graduated as the head coach of a provincial setup. Mm. Dion Kayser, former Springbok, former coach at the Sharks, was kicked away. Simple explanation. There's no money to go with you. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm. He's looking for a job. He's also applied to be the head Dion coach Kayser. at Eastern Province Rugby as well. You look at, you know, for me, you look at Stanley Rubenheimer, on and off, on and off. He's the SA Women's Rugby. Why must we fill those positions that are not really of any significant in progress of such uh, esteemed position a guy like john williams for example the first and only coach to win vodacom cup with the falcons in 2006 robert Marau. Where, where is he mm. he's working his own company a bottling company but what is his first love his love is to be within rugby so therefore you spoke about closing of steps those things robert Marau, it's happening yeah. but here's the thing is what is being done there's not even a union. There's a Peter Heymans. He's been in the system, Robert Marau, since the players' days. He's now there saying that he'll look after the coaches. But first preference, where does it go? He doesn't equal the playing fields. Uh, he, he also talks about you haven't been coaching for uh, whatever time that has been there. So those opportunities, again, are not given. And another thing, which is one thing that I like about this. When I met Yuri Ru, he said, and this I'm saying, Robert Marau, 100% with a pure, clean heart. Mm. He listens to the show. What we discuss and we talk about is 100% true. If he were to come, he will agree. But my next big question is, what is he doing as the chief executive officer to make sure that whatever they spoke about when they talk of the transformation strategic plan, it's coming to the fore, to fruition. It's not. It's just dead, Robert Marau. They're not watering the same seed that they sold us a couple of years ago where they documented and gave us booklets to go through on what their vision was which was the STP plan, but it has never sufficed Robert Marau as far as you look at the demographics of whether the coachings or the coaches, do you see any of this coaching coming to the fore? For example, Robert Marau, I'm talking now where Peter de Villiers is. It's the Western Cape. Predominantly, Robert Marau, it is a black community that is spearheading rugby but this is what you hear they are only amateurs robin Mar you kill yeah. them just by saying that they are amateurs they know nothing about professional why must robert marawa uh, if you talk of uh, the significance of being uh, a glow it only has to be associated with caucasians it has to be with a white person you have people and those people jerome parvater they're fully qualified in fact Paul True is more qualified than uh, the head coach of the Stormers. By far, by Robert Marau. By, by far. By but at this stage, 
at this stage, <laughs> but we then are why? They, but why are they belittling him? Why? Why the? Why the comments and communication that is coming out making it seem like Paul True is a chance taker, somebody who's just looking for a job and and is out there for favors? Imagine. I mean, surely that is very disrespect. Smart. Rob, very smart. Edu- academically, academically, he's very smart. He's yeah. got a master's, Robert Marau. Coaching wise, highly accredited, known by great coaches, Robert Marawa, in the seventh circuit over the years, known by the legends, if one were to call them. So, what is the problem then? Why do you want to paint a person with that credibility, with that track record, with that recognition, and you want to make him sound like a non existent fool? Pause quickly, Manana. Let me come to you, Mr. Peter de Villiers, because again, I say there's similarities. Mm -hmm. You sit here. You you coaching in in Zimbabwe? I, I I'm I'm assuming you still have that contract, right? Yeah, you, you're still there. But what you said, and 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 there's a new audience that has come through now that the expansion of room dividers is here. We have you know a full hour, etc. That listen to the show who might not even understand why is a former Springbok rugby coach unable to find employment in his own country. Robert, it's um, very simple. If 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 you if you are nobody. Everybody wants to be around you because they feel that they are better than you. They are more uh, uh, in charge. They can control you because you you, uh, you you can't put make an input that will that will ruffle their feathers. You know, as soon as you grow, as soon as you become an expert in whatever you do, then you become a threat because. You know who you are. You know how you can get where you want to be. You don't depend on other people's input. Um, you listen to what they what they say, and if it if it if it doesn't work, well, it won't work with your character. You just put it aside. Then you become a threat. Um, people people want to control you as far as 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 they can go. When when I became when I became the Springbok coach. After you know what happened, um, in, in a committee, they, 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 they gave me a vote of seven to one. And then they went to vote again because it, it, was, it can't be like a, a black coach can, can go coach. And then I, and I, and I won the voting there 10 to 11. So the big thing that, that, that I wanted to get there is that when I approach one or two coaches who were in the super rugby then, they said to me, no, they're not available. They can't go with me. Mm-hmm. I met one of the coaches two years back, and he said to me, you know, you were so successful in whatever you did. And, yeah, t- today I can kick myself that I didn't take the offer that you gave me. But I was promised that you won't last for three months, and then I will yeah. be the coach. So they gave me that position within mind to get me out so that they can show the, 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 the South African public we gave it to somebody who is incompetent, you know. That's the reason why they didn't want to give me a performance clause because so that they can have that power in whatever and whenever to get rid of me. And that's why I, 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 I stuck to my gun and said, no, 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 no. I want the performance clause, you know. So that, so that whenever I've been kicked out, I know it's because of my performance and 85, 90% every year I've got for my, for my, for my performances. The bad thing is that it's not yeah, the old regime we're fighting, Tando. It's our own people who's been promised things who are fighting us now. So that whenever we fight, we fight 
we don't want to go through with the fight because we don't want to have a, as, as I can call it, and I said with respect, a black on black violence mm. in public. You understand? We're getting it. Sure. But mm. they're using us to fight ourselves amongst ourselves by making promises to the incompetent people, coaches or players to give them a show. And when they don't make it, as you can see, that was their best and they didn't make mm. it. So mm. it's, 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 it's something that, that's, that's unwritten. It's out there. And, and we, we, we spoke about, uh, uh, the, the Afrikaans, what is the derde mag? We spoke about the derde mag on this, on this show already. Mm. There's three or four of them out there. Uh, there's not one. They, they took our, our focus away from, from focusing on one. I mean, if you look at, if you look at how, how Rasi Rasmus has controlled, Yelistu could see while he was in, 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 in um. Stormas. No, 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 no. Overseas in, um. Munster. Munster while he was there. He controlled mm. Alistair here yeah, because there was a gun being held against Yuri's head, I think. Mm. Uh, I, can't, I can't say it as a fact, but, but when he was there, he controlled what will, what will happen here and when he will be back and when he's back, when we're going to put this in place and that in place and all those kind of things. Uh, that to me shows that, that somewhere, some people is running the show for us, but we can't see them. So Robbie, whatever we fight here on the show, whatever we say on the show, we're fighting the wrong people. But the right Rob, people are listening, according to Manana. They're just afraid to come forward because, the, you know, what? I don't want to name people cowards, but I, I think it gets very close to that. If you're brave enough to listen, you should be brave enough to at least step forward and say, guys, we hear you. From a leadership perspective, it's 2019. We've just got to February now. Let's try to do things the right way. It's, it's the same people that are going to be asking every single South African to support the national team. And we all want to support the national team because we're all nationals. Mm. But... How much are you listening to how you have grown the game, developed the game? Because I think it's going to be when in March, the CEO is going to be having to face court time. He's going to have his focus in, in, in terms of the legalities of what he's going to face when it comes to the whole Stellenbosch case, etc. So, Manana, I mean, as you come in, yeah. that, that, that is my main gripe is that the people that matter are listening. Rob, if I can add just before I support what Peter's just said is players believe what they read on newspapers. Right. Point two, agents are very powerful and players also believe what they get told. It's just a plain simple fact going forward. And if I were just to just to say, Peter de Villiers, this is a fact. Rasi Erasmus in 2016, when Alistair Kutsi took over in 2016, he not once for that year where the Springboks were staying, where they'll be practicing, he never, not once, out of the full year, said this is where he wants to stay. That was already done by Rasi Rasmus. It's a fact, Robert Marau. Mm. Mm. In his first year, he never planned where they will be flying, what time they'll be taking via Johannesburg. Via, no, it was done already by Rasi Rasmus. Done already for him. So that, thus I'm saying is I want to say, Factually, this time around, and I stand my ground on what I'm saying is a coach at that stage, like uh, like Peter De Villiers was saying, it's absolutely truth because that I can say and vouch that Alistair could see face that in his first year where he never chose where the Springbok would stay, where they would train. It was already done by Rasi Rasmus before he found out the news that he's no longer going to be part of the system. So for me, those and are worrying. Sorry, 
and the support and, stuff just to and the sub, and the sub, he had to fight in fact mm. for Matthew Proudfoot in fact Matthew Proudfoot mm. was so fortunate Robert Marau uh, that when Peter de Villiers the French uh, prep forward said that look I've got another better deal to go back to France and he chose to go to France then they had no option but to bring back Matthew Proudfoot but initially Matthew Proudfoot was never in Russell's plans it's just that with Peter de Villiers leaving they were left with eggs on their faces because he was taking them on in terms of you've got to pay me out up until end of 2019 which the contracts will end in 2019 of that support staff and luckily for them Peter de Villiers went and they made it a point as if it was their selection to have a Matthew Proudfoot on board mm. with the Springboks. All right, let's uh, quickly listen in to some of the uh, voice notes that are coming through 0605842250. Thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, Mr. Peter de Villiers. Thanks, Pradivarai. Mr. Rob, good evening, guys. It's, it's clearly uh, Western provinces, they, like Fax say, somebody's holding the gun. And there's, I don't know if Rashi is part ownership there, or his father, or uncle, or, or auntie, somebody there. But something is definitely wrong there. We've been all the years, the uh, racist uh, union at all. There's nothing else to say. It was just racist. This, uh, the same thing happened, like, like uh, what happened to Pikes, the same thing happened to Paul through. Because he opened his mouth, they don't want you to open your mouth, you just have to be a puppet. That's it. Thank you, Billy. Thank you so much, Billy. Obviously, apologies there for the poor quality of that audio as incoming. 0605842250. Uh, Ashfaq Mohammed, uh, one of the gentlemen that we do speak to here quite often on the Room Dividers, is a digital sports editor uh, for independent media uh, on IOL as well. You can simply follow him for uh, many of his comments. And he's listening to the show. He says, in, in SA Rugby Fraternity, black coaches are only considered good enough to be assistants or analysts, never the main man in charge. And if they voice their unhappiness with the situation, they are let go and painted as troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Sino Kanto, are you a troublemaker? Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, Robo. <laughs> <laughs> Only a troublemaker can laugh like that. Peter, how are you? How are you, Buddy? And Bhutan, how are you guys doing? Oh, good. Right, thanks right, very right, much. Eh? No, thanks so much, uh, Sina, for, uh, for for being part of the discussion. And, and, and the bulk of it, as I said, is captured in that brilliant article by Spusi Somjigeli, so, uh, who's sitting right here in studio. And, and for me, just the journey, there was a stage where we were all kind of watching your growth and watching your progression and saying you, you, you're a couple of steps, if not just a, a step away now, uh, from becoming on the national platform a junior Springbok coach and then what happened no uh, actually that's that's where uh that's what life is about it's about growth and uh my thing was this i i had i had spoken to louis kuhn uh who is now with the uh, junior springboks and my uh i saw the negativity that was happening uh, after i refused to take a manager's job at the cheetah rugby because uh they actually wanted me off the field and uh and my thing is that there's there's five uh, there's five managers and uh, I was the only if I can put a, a color into it I was only like the the black coach that was within the senior setup. So and I had uh, chat with uh, Louis uh, uh, Louis listen man I need to come that side I need a job that side. So we had a chat about that and uh, 
he said he's going to speak to Rasi about it. So uh, we waited for Rasi to come back because he was busy with the Springboks. And uh, apparently one of the guys at, at, at the Cheetahs came back and said, listen, uh, I went to the meeting uh, in Cape Town and this is what I heard. You are calling the guys at Desiragi. I said, yeah, because on the other side, I don't see what you guys are doing with my situation. And then uh, they came back to me saying, listen, uh, we spoke to those guys and we said uh, we're gonna, we get, we've got a contract for you and uh, we, we just want to sort out the things. And not so long ago, uh, David Williams, who was the backline and the attacking coach, mm. which is the skills coach as well, yeah. he actually resigned because he couldn't work within uh, the, the, the senior coaches or the mm. cheaters anymore because he was really not feeling himself. He couldn't do what he, he likes doing. So I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, uh, Proles, you know, you, because they said now uh, we've got something for you and this is the, this is the time for me to, to, to uh, for growth as well. And now, all of a sudden, uh, a kicking coach is, is actually they now they, they cut a cup within the Pro 14 as well, as well as the Super, uh, Super Sport Challenge and where I was throwing, uh, down to under 19, as, as, as not even an attacking coach, not even as a, as a, as a backline coach. I was given a, a role of uh, skills and defense. I've mm. never done defense in my life. And <laughs> I, when I tried to say, listen, I, I've never done defense, and then the negativities came through. And I told myself, listen, if, okay, this is an opportunity for me to grow something new, let me work on it. And actually, I did pretty well uh, with, with that as well. And uh, I, I just told myself, let me just own it. Uh, this is an opportunity for me to learn as well and, and grow in, in, in this part. So, yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to go to SRI. I thought I was going to become within the Pro 14 setup, Curry Cup mm-hmm. setup, and uh, that opportunity was taken away. Sure. I mean, it's, it's a story. It's a remarkable story, but it's a similar one again, you know, where you, where you see black rugby players who would have excelled at high school, who would have gone to Craven Week, could have, you know, potentially been great Springbok players. Let's say they were playing wing and then they get frustrated. They get put into, I don't know, they, they, they play flank <laughs> or, or they, 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 they made to play funny positions. Why? Because they want to bring out the side to them that is not their strength. So if you say you're not great at backline, you've never done it before, then that should say to them, okay, fine, let's work on your strength. Although you love a challenge, you took up the challenge, and you, and you quite excelled in it. But the whole point, so you know, was that they did not want to see you excel. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We continue our conversation. It is a room dividers, 0605842250. Yeah, evening, Marawa. I'm listening to the room divider. Um... I have one question, uh, you know, I think maybe all of the guys, maybe they will help me out with this question that I have. Um, where are we going with this rugby? Clearly it won't happen transformation within, let's say, 10 years from now. I don't know, like, where are we going? Where are we going with this rugby? Thank you, sir. Yeah, what what can you say, hey? What can you say? And um, next 10 years, according to Enoch, transformation will not see the light of day. Sino, from your side, what's the next step for you? 
Look, at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm still waiting on a couple of uh, unions that I'm talking to, uh, which is, I can't really say, before I could sign with them. Mm. But uh, I'm just keeping positive. I'm sitting at home trying to mentor other coaches. Because the thing is, this, um, I know I'm a young coach. I, I look up to the uh, coach De Villiers, uh, all the other coaches that were there before me. Because I won't I want run away from the fact that I'm still young, I'm still learning. And uh, again, I want I want to grow the players. That, that's my thing. I want to grow the players. And rugby is changing. We can't be doing the same thing that was being done in 1990 and uh, within the skills of, 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 of rugby. So my thing is, I mean, you mentioned something with a player that plays in the wrong position. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a player here, he's, he's a great player, he's, they took him out of his position and then they play him in a different position. Again, he excelled in that position. Now comes a time where he's supposed to play, they took him out. Wow. Up until, up until the player was given a release form. But that's that's the point that we're trying to eradicate. You know, please be part of our discussions moving forward because we need strong voices like yourselves to to be there. And I know you say you're young. That to me, that's a mathematical home affairs issue that has got nothing to do with your ability. <laughs> nothing to do with your ability. And we have firm belief that if you are one step away from being a junior Springbok coach, there should be nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. And <laughs> oh, and and w- tell me quickly. I know we've got no time. We, we've got to disappear. Uh, the, the the name of U- Ali. Yeah, yeah, uh, is he the Ali man? Is, is he the man? He's the man. Yes. Okay, let's leave it there. Let's park it there. Let's park it there. I was just establishing that there's a lot to talk about, you know, but please do avail yourself. And I'm very sorry about what has happened to you. You don't deserve such nonsense in your life, Baba. You, you deserve much better. Thank you so much. No, thank you very much, Rob. And uh, thank you to, to Mr. Jigeniso. Coach Peter, well, I hope everything is going to be well on your side, Mr. Manana as well. Yeah, we're just going to sit and be strong, and uh, we're just going to have to trust God in every situation that we go through. I mean, there must be, there will be a plan somewhere, so we're just going to keep the faith and keep going and work and, and do what we love. That's, that's all it's about. Sinokanto, thank you so much, Dad. Thank you, Dad. I really appreciate it, man. Oh. Um, please agree with me, um, Peter de Villiers, Boom Chigeliso, and myself that we're giving Tando Manana homework for next week. And you know what that homework is, Mr. De Villiers? Do you know what that homework is? No. Okay. I I... <laughs> okay. The, the homework that we're giving Tando Manana, seeing that he has a very close relationship with the CEO of SA Rugby, <laughs> is that can we have him on the show next week? Can you... Use this influence that you have, Tando Manana, mm. to say to him that we would love to have him on the room dividers next week. Can we entrust you with that? Rob, I will stand firm mm-hmm. and I would want my favorite to talk to Martin Luther King. Yes. One of his quotes, I'm gonna, uh, it's going to lead me to Yuri this quote. There comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe nor political, nor popular, <laughs> but he must take it because conscious tell him. Tells him it is right. Uh, Amen. Uh.
Peter de Villiers saying no uh, more. So, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. I was off. I was off. Air. I just want to say this. This thing quickly. I know our time is gone. Yeah. Um, I was also before before uh, I became the Springbok coach at Western Province offered a manager's job and a selector's job just to get me out of coaching. Mm. You know, wow. but what this this program is doing, Robert, and I and I, and I want to give all credit to you. I went to 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 Israel and the Holocaust that was something so bad. It's in a museum there. He opened now a rugby museum for fallen coaches and fallen players in South Africa. Nobody knew about all this nonsense because we all did went through this whole stuff in silos. We never opened it. Now it's been opened. And 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 this article today, we mustn't stop this kind of stuff. If we can put open the museum with all those kind of fallen heroes of our people, then we can show, can show them over the twenty four years or twenty that they are talking about democracy. They have still protected something that we don't know what we are fighting mm. amazing so thank you tanda thank you Thanks, thank you so much indeed guys yo read on Swoo's twitter handle and keep listening to the room dividers thank you so much indeed it is time for news